pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Hello, my fellow Americans. It is an awesome morning when you can wake up to breathe the fresh air of liberty. Hey, we're glad to have you here and we welcome you to episode 20. And today, Trump and 18 co-defendants are in Georgia on the fourth stop of the Trump Trials Tour. Hey, we want to hear what your thoughts are on this. You can email us at podcast at theconstitutioncommandos.org. I'm your host, Chris Williams, and my brother Patrick is the co-host, and we're the Constitution Commandos. Yeah, I saw a long list of the um, charges against the, what is it, 19 co-defendants or 18 co-defendants? I think 18. Yeah. I think it's 18. So it's 19 total. 19 co-defendants. Man, that is crazy, isn't it? If you're a part of Donald Trump's team, you're going down. <laughs> well, it's all it is is lawfare, and it's just them trying to discourage anyone from representing Donald Trump or anyone from giving him advice. Or, and it's to show the rest of us plebs that we better not have a differing view about anything that they're doing in this administration. And that's well, just that's all just it in is. this administration. Yeah. The, well, the Democratic Party in general is is pretty bad, not just this administration. But yeah, it's, well, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's more than pretty bad. I mean, pretty bad can be kind of a general and vague term. I mean, they're straight communists. I mean, right. look at Putin. Putin just sentenced his political opposition to 30 years. I mean, right. and our State Department had the gall to make so, a public statement and to excoriate Putin for doing that and saying that that's what tyrants do. Meanwhile, the whole time they're sitting here trying to prosecute an American <laughs> political president, which is the leading political opponent to the current administration. Yeah. Okay. That, that's, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm just an idiot. I can't quite see the similarities there. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Bush, I mean, Bush, yeah, he might as well have been there too. But, uh, you know, Biden said during the campaign in one of his interviews, only a dictator runs a country by executive order. Yeah. And that he's written just his first week in office, he signed more executive orders than the past four presidents combined, including both terms of two of those presidents. Yeah. So, what does that say? I mean, well, I mean, oh, not just that. Biden's you would doing think, a great job for the country, isn't he? Well, it's not just that. I mean, you would think that just the average, everyday, low IQ American, and I'm not knocking anybody. I'm, I'm when I say a lower IQ, I'm not talking about retarded. I'm talking somebody who's not on the American. genius level. <laughs> yeah, somebody that's in the blue collar, and and I, I shouldn't have said it. Lower IQ. That that's. Well, it's been that's, used that's, many times in the news. So. Well, I mean, I shouldn't have said that. I'm in the blue collar field. I mean, I'm. I'm um, I, I shouldn't have said that. I mean, that, that did kind of sound bad, but anybody, anybody in the blue collar level. average American, I mean, just the average everyday people, the, the working right. class of this country, I mean, they, they have to be able to look at things like the Supreme Court has already made like two or three rulings against probably more than that against some of Biden's executive orders. And Biden blatantly comes up and says he doesn't give a shit. He's going to do it anyway. Yeah. It's like, the Supreme Court said it's unconstitutional, and he openly says he doesn't care. That should tell the average person 
Biden is a dictator. He's a freaking communist, totalitarian, authoritative asshole. Dictator. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think that's obvious in these Trump trials anyway, because of the things that they're accusing him of. Well, I mean, I mean, look in this latest one. I mean, look the RICO Act. I mean, of all things, they're using the RICO Act against Trump and eighteen co-defendants. One of those co-defendants I mentioned earlier was Rudy Giuliani, who practically wrote the RICO Act, and they're saying that this falls under the RICO Act. Trump asked all, you know, all Americans to watch the trials. That's a that's under the RICO Act now. Um, Rudy Giuliani and uh, I guess one of his aides or one of Trump's aides was making phone calls to attorney generals and to secretaries uh, of state. Yeah. Yeah. And leaving messages on their machine, never talking to them, never getting a call back. Trying to get a meeting, trying to get a meeting, meeting. but having to leave a message. And that falls under the RICO Act now. You can't do that. Now, what's what's really asinine about all of this, I mean, these are fifth grade complaints, if you ask me, but they don't realize, I guess, in, in all they're doing, they don't realize that all this they're doing can be done to them now. Man. They're setting precedents while they're trying to keep a, a, a political opponent from running for office. It just doesn't make sense. Well, this is the thing. And it's no different than we were talking about prior to recording. They know this is setting a precedent. They know that if they lose power, that the shoe will be on the other foot. They are so, they are so corrupt and so crooked and they have rigged numerous elections, not just the left. People on the right have done it also, but They, it's the exact same reason that Biden did not leave his basement. It is the exact same reason why Hillary Clinton didn't go and campaign in these battleground states. It's because they thought they rigged it in their favor enough that they couldn't lose. The reason they are doing this is they honestly think that they will never lose power again. A precedent doesn't go away in the next term or the following term. It's there forever. It's on the books. So they honestly believe that for the next 200 years, they're going to be in power. Well, the only people that can walk around with that level of assurity are dictators, are people that say, Mm -hmm. you sure you can vote. But if you vote for the other guy, we're going to execute you. That's that's the kind of people that these people are. That's why they're doing this. They know it's setting a precedent, but they honestly feel that they are protected and they will never leave power. Yeah, they, they feel like their upper hand is is eternal and it's not. And look, I mean. I mean, if that's if that's the way they want to play it, I'm all for it. But there, there's the other side. They're going to have to be ready. Well, they don't have to be ready for anything. Just go ahead and put it on your calendar. It's coming back to you. And and the thing is, I think that they, I think the thing they don't understand is all this they're doing to Trump right now. When Trump takes office again. 
assuming that there is a 2024 presidential, uh, what do you call it, change of office or whatever. If, if Trump takes office again, they know this is all coming oh, back yeah. to them. But it's not going to be, and, and look, it's going to appear as Trump being vindictive. Oh, and that will be their but story. It's not yeah, that will be their story. That'll be their uh, story. Abuse of and power. You plan on the headlines. Oh, yeah. Right. But it's going to be, oh, Trump shouldn't be doing this. Trump shouldn't be doing this. They've been doing this all along. But what Trump is doing, you know, in this situation would be safeguarding the American spirit of elections. I mean, the bottom line is rigged elections is not the people voting for who they want in office. That's, that's the bottom line. And if these people are going to take such criminal action against a past president, they need to expect some recourse of action. And if Trump does take office again, that's to be expected. It won't be out of Trump's vindictiveness. It will be protecting the sanctity of the election. Well, I mean, Trump had, when he was president, he could have very well got the DOJ to go after Hillary. Well, you know what he did? Not a damn thing. Hillary never got prosecuted. Right. Hillary never got really investigated by special counsel. Well, wait a minute. He did do something. Remember, he got onto the FBI for opening an investigation on Hillary Clinton during the campaign. Well, the thing is that we already have four-year history that Trump does not do what the left does. All through Trump's ad administration, they said he was a tyrant. He wanted to be a dictator. He was going to do this. He was going to. I think they even said that he was going to prosecute his political enemies. He never did that. Now, no, look at Biden. He, he literally is prosecuting Trump. And any lawyer that has ever given advice or represented or counseled Trump. And this is all basically a First Amendment right. Number one, we have the right by the First Amendment of speech. That includes hate speech. That includes the stupid definition, mis- and disinformation. That includes right. you have the right to say whatever you want. Your feelings and you getting butt hurt because you're overly sensitive does not trump my right to say whatever I want. If I walk up to somebody on the street and I call them an ass ugly homosexual and it breaks him down and cries, it's my speech is protected. If he wants to punch me, he can punch me. But it's not criminal for me to say those things. Another thing the First Amendment does is it gives us a right to regress our grievances to the government. With the government. Or to, okay. Right. Well, Disputing an election is covered by the First Amendment by that. Yeah. In 2016, oh, wait a every Democrat on the freaking Hill yep. said that Trump and stole the election or that Trump mm -hmm. was he rigged the election or all this stuff. What they are prosecuting Trump for today 
is exactly what they did, what happened in 2020. I mean, in uh, 2000 with Gore Bush. I mean, it, this has happened in 1960. And, and people, y'all need to just go on and eradicate. I want y'all to do a data dump. Get rid of the term fake electors. When you say fake electors, <laughs> everyone around you knows that you're a freaking moron, that you're repeating what the news said. There is no such thing as a fake elector. The proper term, and it has been recognized since the 1800s, is alternate electors. They're not fake. And if you were to research any political history, you will see that alternate electors have been sent to Congress on numerous occasions in American history. I'm not saying they were always utilized, but they were like three or four times through history that the alternate electors actually the vote swapped with reason, with valid facts and points. So alternate electors is a part of our system there is no such thing as a fake elector and anyone that i ever i want to punch somebody in the mouth when i hear them say that because i know they are strictly a useful idiot they watch msnbc or cnbc or cnn or abc and they just they listen to these liars and they want to repeat it so they can sound smart or something you don't sound smart there is no such thing as a fake elector, alternate electors. Right. Get it right before you, as we said in the military, check yourself before, before you, you wreck, wreck yourself. yourself. That's it. And, you know, there's, there are several other things in that First Amendment that, that really are being attacked right now, with, even with the Trump trials, that really need, I mean, look, if you, if you don't have a copy of the Declaration of Independence or the Constitution of the United States, just sign up for our email list and I'll make sure you get one. I'll make sure you have your own copy of each to include the Bill of Rights. But the First Amendment doesn't just get, grant us freedom of religion and freedom of speech. It also grants us freedom to petition, freedom to gather or protest if you will and the redress of grievances all these things are being attacked right now because donald trump is being attacked for the january 6th deal what were you saying about that wouldn't you love to have the national guard there's dark busting heads and make 286 arrests to find out 285 of them are fbi agents which has been yeah. it has been disclosed now that a lot of the rioters were FBI and yeah, FBI or Capitol Police. Yeah, there were some type of a federal officer in plain clothes, right? And they were there as instigators. That's right, along with Antifa, and you know, they made a big scene to lay something on Trump because they knew Trump was having a rally that day. They knew what the rally was about, and so they created mayhem before Trump supporters actually made it to the White House. So, you know. Yeah, like an hour plus before the end of his speech. Yeah. So, and they were a couple miles or a mile and a half down the road. 
Yeah, so I mean, they didn't they didn't break the rally and show up right there at the White House. I mean, this happened before they got there. And and look, I've even had I've heard phone conversations of people involved with Antifa where they were calling, I guess the like the director of Antifa here, wanting to know, you know, they got all their people in place. Now, how are we gonna know that it's them? And this person on the other end of the line said they're going to wear their MAGA hats backwards. That's how we'll know it's our people. And if you look at the videos, there are plenty of backward wearing MAGA hats. And you're not going to see any of the Trump followers involved in that. If you see any of Trump followers there, they're the ones that were yelling at Capitol Police about stopping this, call for backup. You're going to let these people do this to the people's house? And if you hadn't seen that, you need to go back and watch the original clips from the news and not just what what's his name Rath Rathiston whatever his name is Jamie what's his name Ratcliffe no from house uh from the House of Representatives the one who Raskin Raskin, Raskin. or something like it yeah, yeah if you watch that, that means... video that he presented you're gonna see stuff all the way back to weather underground and the Black Panthers and all that stuff from the 60s, you're not going to see January 6th. Well, see, this is another thing that people need to keep keep in their mind. I mean, and this should, I mean, this is so evident. I mean, and it at least should open people's eyes and get them to ask questions. Number one, January 6th committee, Nancy Pelosi kicked off the majority of the conservatives that were appointed to be on that committee. Number two, they went through all of these testimonies and collected all of this so-called evidence, which is no different than that damn Russian conspiracy, the dossier, the steel dossier was all fabricated. But now that Trump has subpoena power, every bit of digital and hard copy evidence that was acquired during the January 6th commission, the sub-select committee is missing. So if it was real, why would they I mean, really, I mean, what, was there a fire that we didn't know about? I mean, where did all of that alleged evidence go? That right there should automatically raise flags for any and everyone. Mm -hmm. there, there is no existing evidence from that sham committee. Why? Well, I mean, I that's mean, what I don't. That's the same thing goes back to the uh, election fraud thing. When, when Trump started calling for, for recounts on the vote, and, and wanting to recertify the votes through the states, I'll say it again, I'm not one of those that's just saying there was an election fraud because Trump said it, because I was saying it before I ever heard anybody else say it. And There was enough irregularities to right. make a conscious person question that wasn't right. That's, exactly that's all it right. was. So when Trump started asking for it, and people were saying, no, we're not going to do that. I'm sorry, why not? I mean, if there is absolute transparency in our elections, then why are these states saying, no, we're not going to recount? Why are these states yeah. saying, no, you can't go look at the evidence? Because why? If you have nothing to hide, you drop it all on the table right there and say, check it out then. Yeah. Go it's through above it. board. Yeah. And if you find irregularities, we'll take care of it. But there's no irregularities here. But to say there's no irregularities, and then don't present what's being asked for, that tells me already there's some cheating going on. And, and see, that's another thing. They're talking about Giuliani as one of these co-defendants also, as they said that he and 
uh, what's her name, Powell, the attorney, yeah. that they tried to tamper with the election machines. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Now, I haven't, I haven't seen the letter yet. Mm. And I don't know if it was a letter, but allegedly a secretary of state or somebody on the election commission invited Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani. Uh, and I have a feeling this was, they were probably working with True the Vote because mm -hmm. that's who did a lot of the, they came up with a lot of money to do the 2000 mules and yeah. they had a, a data investigation. Right. You know, they did an actual private investigation over the, you know, they had actual forensic auditors. That's right. That did, you know, they actually volunteered to check it out because they were okay. curious. But the, and I haven't seen the letter and I, they're saying there was a letter. I don't know if it was a verbal request or if it was a written request. I would be willing to bet that two attorneys before they would try to gain access, especially attorneys of their stature. Now, I'm not a big Sidney Powell person. I do like Mayor Giuliani, yeah. mm -hmm. but they were invited to look at these machines. I'm waiting for that evidence to support that, but they're not idiots, and I'm sure they have evidence to support it. Now, I, I am taking it as hearsay, but with all of the attacks that have gone on, I'm leaning more to believing it. I'm just not believing it a thousand percent yet. I have feeling that they've got evidence supporting that they were invited to look at the machines. Well, which the secretary states can do yeah. because they were invited by the secretary of state, the legally recognized secretary of state to look at any irregularities in their machines and their district. I'm sure that is a legal act. Well, you also pointed out the stature of the two attorneys you just mentioned. And I would imagine, especially somebody like Rudy Giuliani, who had I mean, this guy pretty much single-handedly took the mob down, but I mean, this guy, he knows the law pretty well. I mean, I, I have no reason to doubt his ability in the law, which in all fairness, he has, I mean, he knows enough about the law. He probably knows how to finagle it too, but I have a feeling in this case, and this is a feeling that if he was invited, he made sure all that was documented to cover his bases. And oh, yeah. I mean, somebody who, if you're fighting for something like, you know, election integrity, you want to make sure all your, your I's are dotted, your T's are crossed, everything is in order, and everything is done by the book to protect you against any backlash from anything being done wrong. So well, it's not just that either. If, if you truly believe, and I believe that the Trump administration had already received factual evidence, concrete evidence of some weird stuff going on, not just what the average person saw. I believe that he received some intel. He was the president of the United States. He gets intel that the average person is not privy to. That's right. I have a feeling, and I deep down inside, I believe that Trump received some intel that proved there was some interference in the election. I believe that. Well, okay. you know, early on in the, when the election was going on, they had whistleblowers coming out during the elections. Oh, they, yeah, hundreds of sworn affidavits from all over the country. That's right. And then, of course, when they sent, I think it was to Pennsylvania, they sent some 
a sense of people to oversee the elections or to observe, which by the way is constitutional and it provided the constitution provides that there be representatives from each party to oversee the counts. Well, yep, when these people were sent to Pennsylvania or Jersey or wherever it was, they weren't even there's, allowed near the building. It was Pennsylvania and in Michigan. Yeah, and not were. to mention in Michigan right now, from the Secretary of State's office in the voter rolls, they have like 200 or 250,000 more votes than registered voters. That's right. called, I mean, if, and I hate it when people say, oh, that's not voter fraud. They just didn't clear that. If they receive 200,000 or more votes than voters, that's fraud. That's fraud. And Somebody look, committed fraud. And anybody who's believing there's no election fraud doesn't know what security goes on around a voting poll. There is all kinds of safeguards in place to make sure that the elections are safe, right? And something supposed is to be. supposed to be. <laughs> now, something as important as elections, I mean, the Constitution provides for a lot of safeguards, but especially for elections. And when when you send people to oversee the counts like the Constitution provides for, and those people aren't allowed in the building or near the building, they were actually, as they couldn't get no, within 100 outside. feet of the building. And Well, no, some of them were like 100 foot inside the building behind a rope. And they just said, you can watch, but from over here, and they were using binoculars. Right. And then there was some other places where they literally were kept outside mm-hmm. and they taped up pizza boxes and cardboard and newspapers over, over the, the windows, windows. Yeah. so they couldn't see in. Now, if that doesn't... If that okay. doesn't raise suspicion, something's wrong. Yeah. What, that, about, what about the reports of the people that were showing up to the polls to cast their vote and they were being told I mean, by the poll or the people... That they the already polls, voted. They already voted. You can go home. Now you are, I mean, look, if you're one of those people standing in line, you know you haven't cast your vote yet, and somebody tells you your vote's already been counted, how? You haven't cast it. I know it. That is called fraud. And if you can't watch the TV on election day in a little afternoon, afternoon, Arizona's already reporting that Joe Biden won Arizona and they hadn't even gotten all the votes in yet, something's wrong. And, and it's not just that. They had so many ballots that the scanners wouldn't read because they were printed out smaller than the reader could read. You know, it was like a half an inch or a quarter inch or whatever. It was smaller than the paper size that was required and the ink, the font size or right. format size for the reader. That's right. The reader wouldn't read it. And they said, put it in a, this box over here. And we'll hang well, down. all they did was they put it in that box. And they, oh, well, we got this many in this box. We're going to substitute them with our ballot. That's what happened. Right. And then and there then, was the Arizona, ones that, the, the mail-in Well, ballots. they also had it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, mm-hmm. I was going to say, they also have a failure in the chain of custody. Right. They're, these are things that make people suspect. It gives the appearance of funny business going on, and that's why this information should be released to the public, full transparency. That's right. Absolutely. And you know, some of the mail-in ballots that came in, I don't know how many people know this, but the ballots, the mail-in ballots that come in are with an envelope, obviously, that was supplied by the 
the what the electors um what board is, of electors or whatever it's you. called yeah the secretary of state's <laughs> office right and there is a such thing as signature verification the signature on the outside of that envelope is supposed to match the signature on the inside of that envelope now they also print these ballots on certain types of paper that folded a certain way every i mean everything down to the t right and a lot of these ballots that were coming in as mail-in ballots the either the signatures didn't match the envelope it was on the wrong type of paper or, or what do you folded yeah and once the ballot's taken out of the envelope and just sat down on a table somewhere now you don't know which envelope it came from so you can't verify <laughs> signatures and, and the envelope and the ballot are supposed to stay together. That's right. And these are safeguards that we're talking about. These are things that have been built in safety to make sure that the elections are secure. And let me let me interject for a second. That's also why the federal law states that for 22 months you have to preserve election records. 22, 22 months, months, I believe, is right. Okay, and that is in case someone challenges the veracity of the election, they can go back and perform an audit and a recount, and they have the original documents. Many places have gotten rid of some of that. To include Arizona. Yeah, they yeah but the, the law is to keep it for 22 months because of what they're prosecuting Trump for, right. in case the election is challenged. That's right. And... And there's several states, I think Arizona was the first one, when they went to ask for their evidence, they didn't have any. They claimed, That's right. they, claimed they didn't have any. And That's a self-admission of breaking the law. It is. But I'm assuming that's Trump's fault, right? Oh, oh, oh absolutely. Man. I mean, we know what a tyrant he is in his mean tweets. Boy, his mean tweets have done some damage, haven't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, look at what they did. They People were so butthurt. And I said, that's one of them things I wish could happen to get rid of all these damn thin skinned pussies. That's America. what I was saying. I was going to say, if that's because not look what it did. How weak we are. Because look what it did. Yeah, we got we uh, the pussies in America. And, and no, Joe Biden did not win. But the pussies in America are the ones that put Joe Biden in there. And I mean, just, just because y'all voted for somebody, anybody but Trump, now look at your country. Well, that concludes our show for today, and we thank you for being here with us. If you like today's show, rate it and review us on podchaser.com. It only takes a moment, and it will help us tremendously. Subscribe to get our weekly emails and your personal copy of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States of America. Until next time, and on behalf of my brother and myself, we're the Constitution Commandos, signing off.